Broadcasting from Terrio Studios in Glendale, California, it's time for Epic Real Estate Investing with Matt Terrio. Yeah! Hello, everybody. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Epic Real Estate Investing. If, if this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. Super happy that you're here. And uh, if this is not your first time, welcome back. As you know or may not know, this is the place where I show people how to escape the rat race by investing in real estate. And if I were to do that all over again, if I had to start over again, I'd do it exactly the same way. And I do it exactly the same way whether I had money and credit to work with or not. Because when I got started, I didn't have any money or credit. And I was forced to find my way and I got was forced just to get real creative. And I came across 12 different strategies that I kind of just focused in on these 12 strategies that I used over and over again of, of investing in real estate using no money. And, and in hindsight, being forced to invest that way and being forced to get started that way, I believe it made me a much better investor. And I want to make you a better investor as well. So what I did is I put the first two strategies, the two of which I believe are probably the easiest and fastest strategies to a paycheck in real estate. And I've put them into a free course just for you. And you can access that course at free realestateinvestingcourse.com. Or if you're listening in via smartphone and you just can't wait to get back to your computer, I've got something new for you. You can download the course right there on your phone by texting free course to 55678 and you'll get that uh, the course right there on your phone. The two easiest and fastest strategies to a paycheck in real estate. Alrighty. So I'm very excited about today as we're kicking off a week, an entire week-long series of interviews with Academy members and it, it's in celebration of our 100th episode and our 1 millionth download and the reopening of the Epic Pro Academy version 2.0 this Thursday on May 1st. So coincidentally, all this happened in one week. So it, it seemed like it was a cause for a celebration to me. So that's what we're going to do. And we're going to interview the Academy members and, and other Epic community members. Because if I look at my download stats, if I look at the history of all 100 episodes, what I find is these are probably the most popular episodes. They're, they're from real life, real world real estate investors out there in the world. Some are just getting started. Some have been doing it for a while, but they've got no hidden agenda, no ulterior motives. They're just real estate investors. They've got nothing to sell and there's no pitch. There's no punchline at the end. And I think that might be why this is really your favorite because you're just getting real world answers from real people out there doing it. So this... Thursday, May 1st, we are reopening the Epic Pro Academy. I will be sending out a special discount promo code on Wednesday via email. And that email, if the emails that I'll be sending it to are to all the people that have accessed the free real estate investing course before. So if you haven't done that yet, and you do intend to join the Academy when the, uh, the doors open on Thursday, it'd be a really good time to go and, and get the course at freerealestateinvestingcourse.com. And if you have already accessed the free course, You'll you want to make sure that you adjust whatever setting you have to inside your inbox to make sure that you will receive that email to make sure that it doesn't go to junk or spam. You know, so many email providers today are, are getting more and more strict on that type of stuff. So make sure you do that. And if you happen to have unsubscribed from those emails, it might you might want to go sign up again if this, this is your intention. So that's just my warning to you. That's what's going to be happening on Wednesday. I'll set out the promo code and then we're going to open up the doors on Thursday and it's going to be awesome. And then each day this week, we will be releasing a, an interview with an Epic Pro Academy member or Epic Community member, people just like yourself who listen to the show, who've accessed the free course, who've become members, and they're out there doing it. So right now, on the phone today, I am joined by 
actually the our testimonial, our video testimonial contest winner a couple months ago, and he's an Epic Pro Academy member. And without further ado, I'll just introduce Mr. Kenny Castillo. Kenny, welcome to Epic Real Estate Investing. Thanks a lot, Matt. Thanks for having me. Oh, you bet. I'm happy that you're here. You know, um, as before we get started, we'll talk about the the deal that you did, your your first deal that you sent the video on. But what were you doing, you know, before you decided to get involved in real estate investing? Um, just a typical story, Matt. I mean, I uh, graduated college and started in the workforce. Um, landscape architecture was my background, and so I got involved in uh, the the design field and uh, actually started started my company, uh, my own design build company, and. 2004, and uh, did that for a number of years before uh, the economy kind of forced me out of the out of the business um, in 2007. Um, and so then, since then, you know, had always kind of since there's uh, you know a little bit of financial trouble, just finding ways to to, to make ends meet, and um, and um, just needed needed to, to find a different way to uh, you know. To, to advance, you know, advance in my career, advance in supporting my family and that kind of thing. Right, right. Well, I mean, there's a lot of different ways to do that. What was it about real estate that uh, was attractive to you? Well, um, I, I had always been interested or had friends that uh, maybe got involved in, in fix and flips, uh, but never never kind of dove into it. And I'll tell you, probably around 2011, 12, I kind of connected with... Uh, with another investor that was, um, you know, sort of you know, fix and flip uh, oriented, and and um, you know, spent some money to to get some education on that end, and um, you know, found out that it wasn't really the right fit for me, or um, either that, or it just wasn't the right, you know, educational connection. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that got me sort of interested in real estate it got me realizing that you know you could make uh you could make good good money doing doing real estate investing but um i kind of struggled with that until i um until i kind of found you um Mm -hmm. one thing that it did do is it kind of pushed me to always find different resources you know Mm -hmm. for education Mm -hmm. and that's how you know i kind of came across uh your podcast got it got it so when 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 was that Actually, it was probably early 2000, well, around April 2013. 2013, okay. Very good. And then uh, what was it about this podcast? What was it about the Academy that uh, was attractive that caused you to actually become a member? Uh, just listening to the podcast, I think uh, you got a, you got an easy way about you, Matt. Uh, mm-hmm. Easy way to break things down and to relate, you know, pretty much in everyday language. Uh, and that's really what it was, you know. After listening listening over and over a few episodes, um, it, it was just made simple sense, and and you explained things really well. And I just uh, decided to uh, to join the academy just to continue that education, get more of your your resources. Awesome, awesome. Well, yeah. I'm I'm glad that you did, and uh, and I'm happy to have you part of the community. What si- since you became a member? Um, what what have you accomplished so far? Um, well, it's it's been kind of an interesting story. I mean, one reason I wanted to wanted to talk to you uh, is to let you know that it's um, you, you, there's all kinds of ways that people have successes. I mm-hmm. think um, 
it took me a little while to get going. From April to October, I was sort of hemming and hawing, you know, and deciding or, or getting ready to get ready. I've heard you mention that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, it, it took me a little while to get going. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why, you know. Uh, you know, I consider myself well-educated. Uh, you know, I can I can talk to people pretty easily. I'm in sales now. and So... I didn't know why. I mean, I guess there was a little element of fear involved there. But um, once I got going, your program, you know, really kicked, kicked it off. I started with the Yellow Letter campaign and, you know, kind of went from there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so up to now, I've done, I've just done one wholesale deal, and that was the uh, video that I sent to you. Okay. Uh, but, um, you know, I'm continuing to, you know, got some things in the works, and I'm con- continuing to uh, work that uh, you know, the same way I pretty much did my first deal. Got it. Perfect. So as you're getting ready to get ready, what was the, the what was the, was there a moment or something that you heard or what was the switch that actually got you off your butt and got you started? <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know if there's one specific thing. I mean, I just basically kept, you know, telling myself, look, you just got to go through the motions. You know, you just got to start doing these things. I mean, it's, it's what you talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. It's the action steps. You know, so I don't think I had like just just you know one thing just turned me around in the opposite direction. I, I always knew I had to go in that direction. Um, I just started taking a step and then building upon that. You know, mm-hmm. taking the next step and the next step. Awesome. I like the way you put that. Going through the motions, because that's really all is really required is is just go through the motions. And then you even finished that on. I was ready to say going through the motions, and you finished it off perfectly by saying just kept on taking a step and building on that step. You know, exactly. Traveling as far as you can see, and when you get there, you see further. Was that your uh, experience? And that's, that's, that's so true. Mm-hmm. I mean, you say that a lot. And, uh, it, it, you know, the, the main thing, I really want to get into this deal because the, the, the whole the whole entire process was just completely educational. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how every day or every two or three days, you're learning something new. It, you know, and I finished my whole deal and, and looked back on it and just realized all the new things that I was dealing with on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. You know? So it, it, it is a process, and you do learn more as you go through it. Right, right. Well, let's, let's go through it. So um, you started with yellow letters. Is that how you found your deal? Uh, yes, that's actually how I found my deal. Okay. Yep. And then uh, the yellow letters, did you do anything special with them, or you just do it how it was uh, described to do it in the academy? Yeah, no, just, just followed the, the simple steps, um, sent out the exact same letter. Okay, and who'd you send it to? response. Perfect. Uh, who'd you send it to? I, uh, I came up with a list uh, from ListSource. Okay, ListSource, perfect. And, you know, I don't think it's the best list because mm-hmm. – um, it was just basically a non-owner occupied list in two zip codes um, to nearby uh, Hagerstown, Maryland. Here, mm-hmm. so I'm pretty much live near the state line of PA South Central, and it joins uh, Maryland and West Virginia is not too far away. Okay. And <clears throat> excuse me, so I popped in two zip codes, and pretty much didn't make it, you know, more selective than that, you know. So. It's kind of funny because as I was going through the list, I was really worrying about whether this was a good list mm-hmm. um, because I didn't qualify it with, you know, percentage of equity or right. 
or any of you know of the other you know qualifiers that you can do to kind of narrow in. But it turned out to be a good list. I mean, you know, you can work any list and you know and squeeze good out of it. So. <laughs> yep. I, and and what I would say there is, is just go through the motions. Don't get all caught up in the details of how much equity does this list have or anything like that. It's a perfect example. Just just get started. It doesn't have to be perfect, you know. Right. So awesome. So you sent out these letters. Um, how were you doing your letters daily? Did you do it all at once? How did you spread those out? I was trying to do them daily okay. and pretty much do uh, twenty letters a day. Okay. From Monday through Friday. That's how it kind of started out <clears throat> as much as I could. So I was getting out like 15 to 20 letters a day. Okay. And um, the calls were coming in, you know, it was, it was almost the perfect amount for me based on my work schedule. And, you know, I would get um, maybe a few, two, three calls a day or every two days. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. All right. So that's just about, that's just about right. It's right on the money as far as the, the response ratio goes. Yeah, good response. I mean, without a doubt. Super. So how long did you do that before you actually got the call that ended up being your deal? Um, that was right around uh, probably for maybe six weeks. Okay. Um, you know, it was when I set, right er, mid-December when I set the appointment with the, um, the seller that I got the deal with. But prior to that, I had set a couple appointments. Uh, with some other sellers that just never really panned out. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Okay, so, so. Let, let's let's stop there for real quick. On those ones that didn't pan out, what was the biggest reason, or was there what were the reasons that those didn't pan out? Uh, let's see. I I met with one seller, and actually it wasn't through a yellow letter. <clears throat> I was just kind of searching through Zillow mm-hmm. and some of other similar websites, and I came across just some. You know, almost like a MLS listing. You know, where where I saw that um, this particular seller had multiple properties, um, trying to put a package deal together for, I think, like six properties. Mm-hmm. Price, prices were real cheap, and um, so I ended up calling that person and having conversation, setting an appointment, went to meet on on site at one of his properties, and it turned out to be a landlord that was looking to retire, you know, looking mm-hmm. to get rid of his properties over, over time. Um, so that was my first appointment with a seller. And I met at the property, it, 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 and it was, was kind of interesting. It, you know, dealing with the seller wasn't a big deal, but when we went into the property, um, you know, Hagerstown's an old town, and a lot of the properties are old, you know, 19, early 1900s, and just kind of, Going in through, you know, it's a heavy rental area, and um, just kind of walking into the property and seeing, uh, you know, how old they were, maybe a little bit of repair needed, you know, old clawfoot tubs, and maybe, you know, maybe old knob and tube wiring and things like that that I really wasn't familiar with. You know, it was all new to me, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, just talking, uh, you know, I just decided to be, you know, just open and honest with, with all the sellers that I'm talking to. So I pretty much explained to him uh, that I was getting into the industry and that I, um, you know, but that I do work with, because um, at the time I had already been, already been going to some RIA meetings and things. So I just explained that I'm, you know, I work with investors, I have buyers, and, 
And, uh, you know, if I wasn't going to buy this property, then, I, you know, I would find someone right. uh, that possibly would. And I explained to him that, you know, it's, it's how I make a portion of my income and this and that. And so ultimately it turned out that he didn't really have enough confidence in, in what I was telling him, mm-hmm. you know, as being a new investor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had met with a, he had met with a buyer, like, you know, he explained to me, you know, Ken, I'm looking for a buyer that can just, you know, pay cash right away. We, you know, I showed him a property. Two days later, we were signing a contract and he paid cash. And mm-hmm. So he just didn't have the confidence in what I was saying, mm-hmm. you know? You know, that's but, actually... That's actually a big fear for a lot of people, especially my my younger listeners. They're they're afraid that they're not going to be taken seriously. That uh, you know their lack of experience is going to shine through. You know, how how did that make you feel after he said that to you? Um, the only thing it made me think about is just how to present myself, mm-hmm. or or how to present my story a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. You know, so that uh, so that that wouldn't happen again. Mm-hmm. You know, cool. it wasn't a matter of um, being fearful to approach another seller. It was just a matter of, you know, what can I say differently, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> perfect, perfect. So it's no big deal, right? You just kind of make an adjustment to your approach and load them up and fire again, right? Yeah, exactly, perfect. exactly. Perfect. Okay, so, you know, in mid-December, you did connect with one seller that did eventually become a deal. So did you meet with that person or that seller at the property as well? Yeah, exactly. Met with that person at the property as well. He was another landlord looking to retire and and get rid of his properties, maybe one or two over over a period of time, you know, maybe one or two a year. So uh, the one thing that this list, I started to look back on this list that I thought, you know, wasn't the right list. And, you know, it's the way I'm, you know, it's the way I met, you know, got my deal, first of all. But two, I'm also talking to other landlords that may be looking to purchase property. So I got a couple that were interested in that, you know, mm-hmm. and they became part of a buyer's list for me, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, a potential buyer's list anyways. So like I said, you can, you can squeeze good out of this list uh, that, that uh, you may not think is uh, otherwise uh, right. good. So right. anyhow, I sat down with the, the seller and um, we went through the property it was a duplex. Um, there were tenants in place, and we went through the property. Um, and even that's a new experience, right? You're you're not you're not visiting you're not touring a property that's empty. You know, you're touring a property with tenants in place, tenants that are there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's always a new kind of a new experience if someone hasn't dealt with that. Indeed. Um, and um, so the numbers look good. I mean, I utilized your. Um, your, your three option letter of intent and, you know, evaluated the rent and, and it was, it was bringing in 1200, um, a month total for mm-hmm. both, uh, both units. And, um, I offered him 60,000 and he was good with that. Sweet. Sweet. And that, that, those numbers worked for you. Those numbers, uh, worked. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. So, of uh, sixty thousand, was that your all cash offer? That was my all cash offer, right? Okay. And then, what was your intent with this property? Was it to buy it, or was it to wholesale it? Um, at the time, yes, to wholesale it. Yep, just okay. just wholesale it to another buyer. Perfect. All right. So, um, he accepted the 
the all-cash offer on your three-option letter of intent, and then what happened next? Yeah, no, we, we, we signed a contract, right? Um, I think I asked for uh, um, 45 days mm-hmm. uh, because we were coming up, uh, coming up around the holidays. Right. And so I kind of, you know, I knew two, probably two weeks, you know, out of, out of the end of December and the New Year's week wouldn't work. So I think I said it, you know, uh, like a six weeks ahead for closing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, which contract did you use? I sort of um, just through my uh, RIA contacts and, and, and I, I kind of pulled together a, um, a two-page contract. That, okay. you know, that was funny because I, I, was, I was filing through a bunch of different contracts wondering which one to use, which one, you know. And I, I came across some that were really heavy with detail and legalities and some that weren't. And mm-hmm. I mean, I just, I just picked one, Matt. Right. You know, it turned out to be a two-page contract. It seemed to cover, you know, cover what it needed to cover, mm-hmm. and um, super. Uh, you know, use that. Okay, perfect. And and you're right. <laughs> just pick one. Okay, just pick one, <laughs> and, and go through the motions. That that's going to be the theme of of today's episode. Just go through the motions. Pick one and go. I love it. So in that contract, did you um, did you write it as you know, Kenny and or assignee, or were you going to do a double escrow? What was your intent there? Um, actually, it was uh, I was purchasing under my my business name. Okay. I had already set up a you know a, a, a business. So and it and it yes, it did have the and or sign. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. All right. So now you've got uh, you're in contract and you've got forty five days to close, and this is over the holidays. So how did you find your buyer? Well. Uh, a lot of different things uh, kind of happened in between that time. Um, you know, I ended up uh, getting u- utilizing some help from uh, my RIA contacts. Uh, one of the guys that um, actually runs the RIA, you know, I, we struck up a good, you know, uh, liking to each other, and uh, you know, he's he's offered his help and you know to get me going. And um, so one of the things that uh, on that end was that he would um, he would market the property as well to his mm-hmm. buyers list. Got it. Um, and we would uh, we would you know just split the profits fifty fifty. Okay. Um, so I was looking to sell the property at seventy two thousand. By the way, all right. So I was looking to make twelve thousand on the uh, wholesale. Super. Um, so I had that going on his end. What I did on my own end was basically just use Craigslist, um, mm-hmm. set up an account. Um, I, I set up like a one page. Um, property summary sheet where I included like six pictures and some, you know, some property information, my company name, my contact information and email and mm-hmm. uh, pricing. And, you know, I got a lot of that information just off the, um, you know, the state tax assessors website, you know, like year built and right. Uh, right. square foot and things like that. Uh-huh. And, and, and marketed, uh, Actually, just to the county where the property was in initially, mm-hmm. in in uh, in Maryland. So, got it. So, when you say marketed, did you hand the flyers out somewhere? No, I, I did a Craigslist post. Okay, so I the Craigslist posted. post. Okay, got it. Yep. So you've got a uh, uh, an associate from your network at, that you met at the re meeting. He's marketing it to in his ways, and yep. then you are marketing on Craigslist. Any other things that you did? Uh, just I, I took that same flyer that I made up, and I, and, you know, uh, 
took it to this uh, monthly RIA meeting. So I was talking Super. to different, uh, you know, different buyers there at the meeting as well. Perfect. So but that that was pretty much it. Got it. Let me ask you real quick at the monthly RIA meeting when you took your flyer, how did you share? Did you just put it on the back table? Did you hand it out one by one? Did you get up and speak for the needs and wants section? Um, well, you know, there's an hour networking. Uh, so I just I just had my flyers in my folder, and as I made my way around, I would just it was basically a one-on-one pitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when the meeting started, um, you know, I was able to pitch to the room. Perfect. Perfect. On on you know on the deal. So super. Okay. Great. So you've done basically exactly what you're supposed to do. So how did you actually find the buyer? Through what avenue did the buyer come? Um, okay, so this is interesting because the, the, the downtown area where the duplex in, you know, to all the locals, there, there was a, you know, there's better sections of the town, you mm-hmm. know, so to speak. Um, this property was sort of near the end of, of a particular street that had, you know, the, you know a stigma of, of not being very desirable. Um, so it was funny when we started marketing with, with my associate from the RIA meeting, you know, he, he pretty much called it. He said, you know, this is probably going to take a buyer from one of the Southern Maryland counties, you know, someone a little further away that's maybe strictly looking at numbers, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so he kind of ca- called that early on. And, um, so during the marketing process, um, uh, you know, we had about four or five showings for this, and that was another thing to deal with, you know. Right. Um, um, scheduling, you know, I told the seller, you know, listen, I'll contact the tenants directly when I need to access the property. I got their phone numbers, and anytime I needed a schedule, you know, coming through the property, I would call them in advance, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and meet, you know, meet the potential buyer there and take them through. Um, and my associate actually, you know, if it didn't work out for me, you know, I called him and I said, hey, are you available to, to show the property? You know, he actually did, you know, at one time. And, uh, you know, another time during the process, he needed me to show one of his buyers mm-hmm. uh, the property. So it was, it was kind of good working together that way. I mean, it was very helpful. Um, you know, if you're dealing with a full-time job, you've got to kind of juggle some things around. Right, right, of course. Um. So that was interesting, that process, um, again, showing the property with tenants in the house. Um, it, it, was, it, was a, it was kind of funny, a little challenging, because this, on one of the, one of the sides uh, of the duplex, um, one of the tenants was, was always there, and, um, you know, he would actually follow us around while I'm trying to oh, really? show the buyers the mm-hmm. property, very talkative, and so that, that, I just thought that was kind of funny how... Um, you know, it's just another challenge to deal with, right? Right, so, right. It's a little laughable, but... <laughs> for sure. So what, what, for, through what channel did the actual buyer come from? Uh, it came from a different uh, county in, uh, in Maryland, a, a southern county in Maryland. Um, let's see, but the good thing was that, um, that uh, they responded to one of my Craigslist ads. Okay, so, so if I were, if, you know, if this, if this were... This would be considered my buyer. I wouldn't have to split any profits. Right. Um, Perfect. So it was funny. You know, we actually had four or five showings, like I was telling you, Matt. And um, I started to realize that, you know, every investor, every buyer is is completely different. You know, for one reason or another, they have their own uh, particulars of a property, why they would want it or not. Mm -hmm. You know, and I I was, 
in the beginning, you know, the numbers made great sense. I mean, this was given like a 12% uh, cash on cash return, you know, nothing shabby, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, for one reason or another, layout, um, just just different things, uh, you know, they, they, didn't, they didn't want the property. Right. Uh, and it really wasn't the price. Uh, mm-hmm. So that was interesting to learn that, you know, all your buyers are going to be different. They're all going to have their criteria. They're all going to, you know, as little as it may one little thing that would turn them off to the property. Mm-hmm. So um, I found my buyer, responded to my Craigslist ad, and um, scheduled an appointment, showed them. That was a real interesting story because um, I'm taking them around the property, and once again, I'm being, you know, you know, forthright and, honest and we're talking about the pricing and they they had uh properties or at least the couple's father was with them um i think the wife's father was with them uh and he had a couple rental properties in out of state and so they had never heard about what i'm doing they they, you know once we went through the property we went outside and we're talking and um you know so they asked me, Ken, what exactly is your role with this? You know, they they weren't they weren't sure whether I was a realtor, whether, you know, what I was, whether they were having to pay real, you know, commissions. Um, so I kind of explained everything. You know, mm-hmm. maybe a little too much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I let them know what I was doing and you know how I would make my side of the profit and, um, you know, like I said, it's just you know real upfront and honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a good walkthrough. They went home, said, let us think about it, called me the next day and said, I'm interested in the property. And so I was super happy. Um, the email said, I'm interested in the property, but um, we can only really pay 65000 in cash uh, in the email. So I responded to the email. Uh, I started thinking, I was like, well, great, you know, you can pay 65000 cash and um, I'll finance the rest, the the the, the seven thousand. You can make four payments, you know, whatever I told him. I said, you know, something real simple. Mm-hmm. Um, we finally got on the phone, and basically they they said, no, sixty five thousand is all we want to pay. Mm-hmm. And he went further and explained, Ken, you know, I was really going to offer sixty, but until you explained, you know, that. Uh, that, you know, you make your money off this, you know, I'm, I'm willing to give you 65000 you know, like a little something for me. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of funny, you know, I was taken back a little bit, Matt, because, you know, okay, this was towards the end of the period. I, I didn't even explain to you, Matt. My 45 days went up, and I asked for an extension mm. with the seller. Okay. Yeah. We, we, we got out a week before, you know, we, we couldn't find a buyer, so I went back to the seller and just asked them for another uh, 30-day extension. Oh, awesome. That. awesome. So that was, that was a key key part of this happening. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. So perfect. So, um, you know, so at the end, I mean, he's willing to give me 65000 I was just taken back. I was, you know, gone through the process. I thought this was like my last, you know, attempt, last buyer. I had nothing to stand on, you know. Mm-hmm. I look back and, you know, because it's my first deal, you really have no leverage, you know. Um, How do you mean? So, no, because it's your first deal. What's that? 
You said because it's your first deal, you have no leverage. What do you mean by that? Well, I haven't built a buyer's list. Um, I, you said you, you just cut out for a second. You said you haven't built a buyer's list yet? Yeah. Okay. I haven't, you know, I don't have a strong buyer's list. Got it. I haven't marketed other properties. I don't have, you know, three or four other deals that I'm working. You know, you're not, you, you haven't built the momentum. I see what you're saying. Okay. Because if I felt that if I had, then I can just tell them, no, you know, 72 is the price or. Right. You, you, get, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, I understand. Just had nothing that. to fall back on. Nothing, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, I was at their mercy. So it, the, I I, the, the distinction I was trying to get to there, Kenny, it wasn't because it was your first deal. It's just because you didn't have anything else going on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I guess. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, just because it's your first deal doesn't mean you don't have levers, though. That, I just want. I just wanted that to be clear. So, you know, you, you don't have that mindset because you're new to the business. You don't have leverage. Oh, I got you. I got you. You know what you. I mean? It's. It's. Yeah. You absolutely do. You just didn't have anything else going on, so that's really the reason. But go ahead. Go right. Ahead. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So well, you know, I did feel like I was at their mercy, you mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. I said, okay, you know, he was willing to buy it, and I said, okay, let's get it done at sixty-five. You know, mm-hmm. five thousand is better than nothing, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> For sure. Um, so we set that up, um, and he turned out. You know, the, the, they turned out to be a little bit difficult from that time to the end. I mean, uh, and, and just talk about dealing with different issues that come up, Matt. I mean, mm-hmm. it turns out that um, you, you know he had some questions. You know, he asked me. You know, he's like, "You mind if I contact the owner?" You know, about, I have some questions on the property, you know, maintenance things. And I said, no, no problem. Once we close, I'll get you, you know, I'll get you the information. And, mm-hmm. you know, so he let that go. It turns out that he, you know, got got the owner's number, public information or whatnot, and had a conversation with the owner, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at that point, you know, there's, we basically established that he wasn't going to go behind my kind of things we were discussing. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the, the buyer was, uh, you know, uh, forthright and honest himself. But doing those kind of things just kind of just made me nervous. Sure, um, sure. You know, he, he, uh, he, went, he went to seek an attorney to kind of uh, have the little two-page contract reviewed and wanted to make changes to that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we went through, you know, those kind of, uh, those kind of issues between signing the contract and closing. Mm-hmm. You know, I was asking for a non-refundable deposit. He didn't want to, you know, his lawyer advised him not to pay that to, directly to me. Mm-hmm. I talked to my escrow uh, escrow guy, and he said, no problem. You know, you can just, you know, he can write it out to the to me, to the, the title company. And that's exactly what we ended up doing, you know, mm-hmm. to make him feel comfortable. Super. So there were a lot of back and forth and concessions and this and that and, you know, all I wanted to do is make the buyer feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, it was, you know, he was really, he was really going through all the, you know, all the steps. I guess he, you know, he was, he wanted to make sure he was doing things right and right. so on. So. Super. You know, based on yeah. what you've shared with me, Kenny, you, you did absolutely everything that I would have done. So a- absolutely perfect. The one thing I thought was was very ingenious of you was to ask for terms on the balance. I think that was a that was a great offer. Um, yeah. That that's perfect. I probably 
would have overlooked that actually just because I was at the end of my time period and, you know, a fast nickel beats a slow dime and I would have just take it, let's get right. over with it and get on the next deal. Right. So super, congratulations on that. I, lo- I love that. That was a great tip. Um, the uh, So I have, do have one question here that um, while this was going on, while you're doing this, are you still sending your yellow letters out? <laughs> uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, you know, I, no, I was not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I looked back and I was just super focused on this one deal, mm-hmm. making sure I was getting everything, you know, dealing, dealing with it right. But mm-hmm. I look back now and realize how important that is. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to keep the momentum going. Yep. Um, but th- yeah, that's funny you say that, man. No, I, yeah, I just kind of stopped doing that and I was just going, you know, cause it almost seemed like every day there was something to deal with, with this property. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, I realize that now, you know, you got, you have to just keep your pipeline full, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, so. Good. Yeah. The, the reason, lesson learned. the reason I bring that up, cause you're saying you ha- you were doing this back and forth. You were getting a little nervous and going behind your back. You were, there were challenges every day. There was something new going on. It was, and I can tell it was, was kind of like getting to you and if it was getting to you because it, all that can go away. If you have other stuff going on, yeah, that's interesting. You know what I mean? It it it, it bolsters your um, it bolsters your negotiation position. It uh, reduces your stress on the deal. It gives you more confidence and more conviction, and that shows up in your demeanor in your interactions. And it it, it dissipates a bunch of these things that make this first deal or this only deal a challenge. So, so also, I mean, it's good enough. It's it's absolutely essential to keep your pipeline going, to keep the income coming in, but it also does a lot for your uh, what do they call it? Your posture, your your disposition yeah. inside of the deal. Yeah. So keep keep that in mind for for future reference. Um, but I, I'm I'm really proud of you. This is awesome. So you closed the deal, and, and did you actually close the deal for sixty five thousand? Then yeah, I did. Super. Yep. So you put yep. five grand in your pocket. Put five grand in my pocket. Showed you the, uh, you know, included that uh, image in the uh, video there. Mm-hmm. Wanted you to see the check, and uh, it it worked out great in the end. But um, but yeah, what an experience. I mean, and you know what? I wouldn't change it, Matt, because just you know those kind of things now, you know, how to sort of react to them and deal with them, and mm-hmm. um, you can always, you know, whether it was good or bad, or you needed to change the way you dealt with something, you can always do that. Um, but um, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned what you said. You know, I remember you saying in some pre- early podcasts, you know, you need your, you need your next deal, but you don't need any one deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that makes a lot of sense. Right, right. So you don't you want to do everything you can just not to put yourself in that position where you do need that deal because it de- definitely was uh, gets you anxious. You know, right, you're, super. You're right, but you got it done. You got it done. Yeah. Awesome. Um, looking back, are there, are there one, two, maybe three things that you did that uh, you know will to do differently next time? Well, you know, we just talked about that. I mean, you know, um, keep going with your yellow letters. Right. Keep keep talking to sellers. Um, I, I I think I would. Um, well, it's 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 something I would do a little bit better. But from here on out, I still need to do it. It's my organization. You mm-hmm. know, keep organized. Um, with with a lot of different things, you know, especially especially your your potential seller leads and following up and and keeping them in an organized mm-hmm. maybe organized spreadsheet. 
Um, so you can always reference them and follow up and right. and that kind of thing. Um, okay. So, Super. yeah, I'd say organi- being organized and, and a little systematic, if you can, or always building upon that. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. So there, there are a few things in here that I think were, were really interesting that I think that, that are good takeaways. Um, first, that uh, you noticed that by sent marketing to non-owner-occupied residences, you most of the time will be dealing with other investors. And there, there's two thing, reasons why I like this list, and you named one of them because they can also become potential buyers. Mm-hmm. And also, I don't know if you experienced this or not, but often they have more than one property to sell. When you kind of did stumble across that because the guy had a package of six, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? You probably and, didn't and mail a letter to all six of those. You just nailed it to one, and it turned out to potentially be six deals. That's correct, and that that did happen. Sure, uh, I would get callbacks and saying, you know, I have this property and this property, and, and right. so on. So right, yeah, yeah that's a good. Cool. Point. So that that list is good because it tends to be a little bit more bang for your buck. The, the response rate is the same, but once you actually make the connection, there's tip. There can there's the possibility for a lot more opportunity there. Mm-hmm. So that's great. I, the second thing is, I love the way that that you're attending your RIA meetings, you're interacting, you're networking with people. I think one of the more powerful things that you did was stand up in front of the room for needs and wants and share your deal. After you did that, what what was your experience the rest of the night at that meeting? Uh, just just pleasant, you know. I kind of felt like I was actually part of that group. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of being a newcomer. Exactly, you know? you're in the game, right? Right. And and you could tell that, you know, when you talk to people, they were probably asking you questions about it. Like, they were talking to you like you were somebody in the game. Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. So now you're look, viewed within your community as a guy that does deals. And you do that two or three more times, and all of a sudden, you know, deals from that RIA meeting are going to start coming to you. Someone's going to come up to you and ask you, hey, can you help me market my property where you have the potential to split the profit with them? Right. And, and various things. That's just one example, but a lot of stuff comes from there. So great. Uh, and then to continue your marketing, whether you have a deal or not, keep the marketing going. And if you don't yep. have the time to do it yourself, have somebody else do it. When you talk about yep. staying organized and being systemized, you know, that lead generation is probably one of the very first things you want to systemize. Because if you keep that steady, the deal flow is steady and the income is steady. I agree. Perfect. I agree. I, I also want to mention, Matt. I mean, like, like your your academy and all the resources were a big part of it. Just, just like I said in the video, um, the one thing that I really want to stress and that I'm happy about is that you're you're consistent. Uh, you know, you you've been there um, pretty pretty much consistently, um, and and I really appreciate that. And I'm sure other academy members or other listeners appreciate that. And so. Um, you know, I just wanted to pass that along. Awesome. I appreciate that, Kenny. And, and you're very welcome. You're very welcome. And and nothing makes me happier when someone actually takes the information and puts it to use and, and gets compensated for it. And uh, that's super. Uh, what do you see for your future now? Um, I'm just going to continue what I'm doing. I think I, what, what I want to do is uh, do a couple more wholesales, get a little cash in the bank, and then I'm going to start, you know, as so, soon as I can, start uh, looking to buy and hold properties mm-hmm. without a doubt. So, Great. I mean, uh, that's another thing I've really, I, I agree with your philosophy there. Um, and so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to strive to do that. Outstanding. But, uh, generate a little cash first. That's perfect. Outstanding. So if anyone listening wanted to get in contact with you, would you be open to letting them do that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. How should they do that? Um, you can email me at kkev 
property at gmail.com. Okay, perfect. And we'll put that in the show notes. Would that be okay? Yeah, that's perfect. Thanks, Matt. Super. We'll put that in the show notes. And uh, something always comes out of that almost every single time, and you never know what it's going to be, but something very cool is going to come out of that because that's just well, good. kind of how this business good. works. Okay? Looking forward to it. Awesome. Thanks Thanks so much, Kenny, for sharing your story, and uh, get back and contact me when the next one closes, and we'll come. you'll have you back on, and, and you can tell us all about that one as well. Yeah, I definitely will, Matt. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks, bud. Okie doke. So that's it for today. I will see you next. No, I'll actually see you tomorrow. Tomorrow with a brand new episode, another epic community member to share their uh, their experience. And um, yeah, I can't wait. All right. I'm Matt Terrio, living the dream. You've been listening to Epic Real Estate Investing, the world's foremost authority on separating the facts from the BS in real estate investing education. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to visit iTunes and share your thoughts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time here at Epic Real Estate Investing with Matt Terrio.